<laughs> yeah, and yeah, everybody, everybody who was around at the time was like, even the the people that, like, you know, loads of people saying what what a great movie it was. You know, people older, my my sort of age and everything else. But so I suppose I liked seventy one. Yeah, I know a lot of people did, but yeah. for some reason, I, I right. still have seventy one on my on my to watch list on Amazon yeah. Prime. <laughs> I don't know what's I don't know why I just can't get it in me to watch the film. I've, I've, but... I think that's the tr- I think that's the trouble. You know, I think that's the trouble is the time, isn't it? And there's so much you got so much. It's like it's like um, books, reading books. It's like there's just so much now. Yeah, so there's much. so much. There's a lot. There, there's a lot. So okay, Sharon, so this... Sharon seems to manage it though. <laughs> Sharon must be I... really well. She's pretty amazing, really. I'm, I'm sort of in awe of her sometimes. So she. <laughs> That's why I managed it. to watch one film in a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's still because... in awe of Sharon. Yeah, that's because you were probably reading a book. However, I was reading, yeah. Yeah, you were reading a book. However, I did not read a book. I have read websites, and Sean hasn't even bothered reading anything that's written. So, <laughs> I, 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 hey, hey, I actually have. What? Because, because in that uh, case, you're, you're amazing. You meant to see all these things in the cinema, and you read something. Yeah, I read. <laughs> I read a book about King John. Oh, King, King John was not a bad man. Okay. But anyway. well, well, you, you actually okay. Anyway, so anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I have absolutely no idea where the where the picture quiz has ended and where the where the f- film podcast <laughs> has started. <laughs> I actually have I have absolutely no idea, but we're going to figure it out. So let me say hello. Let's get ready to rumble. Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is this week. I don't know what we're doing this week. We're rambling around trying to figure out when our podcast starts. My name is Tosin. I am the um, the host. I am based up in Bromsgrove, somewhere in the Midlands in the UK. Joining me as always on the Isle of Wight, a lovely little island of the south coast of England for all of our international listeners, is Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hello. Sean, if you're watching this on YouTube, Sean is the guy. He's the ghost who is every now and then appearing. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like John Hamm, but he's, no. a, he's a ghost that's every now and then appearing in front of John Hamm. Because uh, we've just finished doing our picture quiz where we try to guess who... Name the film, name the actors in, in the in the picture. You'll find that also up on YouTube. Uh, so go have a look at that. Anyway, this week we have... Well, there's a possibility because usually what happens is we go see three films in the cinema. We go see three films in the cinema. We go see, we see three things at home on, um, on Netflix and Friends. We rate them all out of five. We take an average of cinema, average of Netflix, and we say... <laughs> Who has won this week? Sorry. Hiccups. Who, where has the money been better spent this week? Now, this week, we have a possibility of four. We have a possibility of four films in the cinema, mm. four things at home. And the question is, the, the challenge for us this week is, are we disciplined enough? Are we disciplined enough to give ourselves five minutes for each one of these things? Review everything in five minutes. Because I think, well, one of these films, more than one of us has seen. So I think that's a five minutes out the window already. But, but we're going to try it. We're going to try it and see if we can get through these eight films in the next hour and give you, tell you who has won this week for the Battle for Eyeballs. Has it been Netflix or has it been cinema? So let us kick off first with cinema. What have we seen in cinema? Sharon, okay. you fire away. Oh, sorry. I have seen two films in the cinema this week. Me? I saw A Jungle Cruise with my niece and my nephew and I saw uh, The Boys from County Hell as well 
Okay, now you see. Okay, so I saw Jungle Cruise. That was that was my film of that was my well, I say film of the week, not because I thought it was good film, because it was the only film I got to see. So because I guess the <laughs> film. Of, so we've got Jungle Cruise, and we've got Boys from County Hell. I'm intrigued about that one. So Sean, what did you see? Okay, I saw um, Still Water. Yep, I saw Still Water, and there was a, a secret cinema showing which I took a punt on, and it happened to be Free Guy. So Ooh, I've seen Free okay. Guy, yeah, which I'm not sure has been released yet. I took no, a punt on it. I did. I, I didn't have my um my normal seat, so I was a little bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, right? I'll tell you what. How about this? Seeing as Free Guy is not available on general release yet, how about we keep Free Guy for next week? Cool. Yeah, so, sound good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay, but but first of all, okay, so we'll keep the review of Free Guy, but tell us, Secret Cinema, how did that work? How did you get it in? Um, how, how does that whole thing well, work? Well, I thought, well, I was looking, and funny enough, I was deciding between, I, I was looking on thing, and I was going to say the boys from, from the, the film that Sharon saw, and also yeah. there was one called, um, like, a, a, a online an online one, like, I can't remember what it was called. So I was looking to, to watch something else, and then I just happened to see, Oh, secret showing. I thought it was for the unlimited cards, but it wasn't. It was for general general public secret showing. So I thought, oh, right. and that, that was at half past seven, whereas the other ones were, were later. So I thought, oh, I'll do the half past seven one. I nearly called you, Sharon, but I thought it was a bit late and I thought it would have been a bit mean to call you about ten past seven. <laughs> so, so, wait, so, <laughs> so there was more than one showing of the secret film. No, 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 no. It was just that was the time it was on. So well, okay, cool, okay, gotcha. when, when I looked at the times, that's that that it said seven thirty. Whereas um, the what what's the one you saw showing the boys uh, from the, the boys old... from County Hall. That the was only from... on at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, I think. nine o'clock. So so that was a late one. And the other one. One, the other one I'm trying to think what it's called might be okay. anyway. It was an online one. So. Oh, all and... right. You see, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Sean. Carry on. No, no, no. I'm just saying I can't remember. Think of the name of the film now. I might have to have a look and see what the other film was that I nearly saw, but that was on at like eight forty, so I just thought, oh, I'll go and see it at seven thirty. I I am really beginning to think that either Cineworld, because the cinema on the on the Isle of Wight that you guys go to is a Cineworld, either Cineworld deliberately gets a wider selection of films, or just that the Isle of Wight is a bit more arty than the View Cinema in Redditch, because the View. <laughs> Because I've been looking for Stillwater. I've been like, oh yeah, that looks interesting. I want to see Stillwater. It, no, Boys from County Hell. I heard about that. I wanted to. Watch. Hasn't. I haven't seen a hair on the head of any of those films. There hasn't okay. even been a whisper that those films are coming out. Oh, I was right. still. Ex- I was still thinking. Oh yeah, maybe next week. But if they're already on the Isle of Wight, that means they're just not going to come to my local cinema. So I have to rely on what you guys say. But yeah. as Sharon says, usually. When you guys review something, the, the the likelihood I'm going to watch it is is slow. I'm like, well, that's been done. It's like Sean saw it, Sharon yeah. saw it, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> the film, the film was called. Oh dear, my phone's just gone down. The, the film I was going to call was called. Come on, let's get. Come on, it was called Profile. Pro. N- never Profile heard of it. Cinema. No, no, that's <laughs> it. Well, that's what it's called. So Profile. Is yeah. it, Never heard of it. Ugh. Come on, View Cinema Redditch. Get your act together. The Isle of Wight is showing you up. 
<laughs> but uh, but I'm hopeful that Free Guy is a big enough thing that I'll be able to watch it next week. Yeah. Now, Free Guy is one of those films that I feel like I could probably review from the trailer alone. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll wait, I'll hold judgment, I'll hold my prejudice and see what happens. So, right, okay, so we're only going to do three cinemas, three things at home. What did we see on, at home on Netflix this week? Um, I saw a little mini-series yep. called... Um, uh, the the uh, the mafia the um fair city new york versus the mafia oh okay. this is on netflix isn't it yeah it's netflix one yeah oh yeah that, i saw that i saw that it was one of those things where you're like oh that looks interesting oh i've got something else to do oh that looks like yeah. one of the 15 million interesting good, things it was only like yeah there, there was like three three episodes you know yeah. so it was quite quite watchable all right, cool, good stuff. And uh, so I saw a three-episode similar vein, three-episode documentary series on Netflix called Heist. And oh no, not three episodes, six episodes, but three stories. So each story, each episode right. went over two. Each story went over two episodes. And Sharon, you saw? I saw The Dry, which is a Sky Originals drama on Sky Cinema. The Dry. Yeah. Like Australian. no water. An Australian drama with Eric Banner in it. Ooh, Eric Banner. Uh, all right, cool. Good. So let us kick off. In that case, we will kick off with Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Now, this is... Uh, Sharon, I'm really, really glad that you saw this film because then you can explain it and I can just react. And <laughs> and I can just sort of like, you know, let my... my uh, well, essentially, let me put it this way. If you've seen it as well, then I don't have to be partial. Or, or I don't have yeah. to be impartial about it. So, Sharon, tell us, Jungle Cruise, what is this all about? Uh, Jungle Cruise is set in 1916, and it is about a woman who has been denied access to things like the Royal Society, but she has a scientific mind and has a, has a curiosity. And she has heard about a legend of this plant in the Amazon rainforest that can cure all ills basically and she wants to get funding to go and explore and find this thing so, so she, she can heal the masses of wounded that are pouring out of the first world war and she uh, doesn't but she has a sort of a brother who even though he's not as intelligent he's a man and so he can get the funding so they basically head off to the Amazon to see if they can find this mysterious drug and then it basically it's something like the African queen meets parts of the Caribbean then um and <laughs> you know that, that is funny because that is pretty much my exact my i, I said exactly that it was <laughs> it, it, that's my exact description of this film it's like the african queen slash the romancing the stone meets yeah. parts of the caribbean yeah. <laughs> yes it is all those things and so basically um emily blunt plays this sort of scientific woman and jack whitehall plays her Sort of slightly sort of vain brother, yep. and they meet um, Dwayne Johnson, who is a riverboat pilot on the Amazon, and they basically employ him to take them up the Amazon to find this mysterious plant that um, is is hidden, and um, where no one can find it. Right. Cool. Well, right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now you see <clears throat> this. Those of you who might be Disney fans, but I realize that there is a ride at most Disney parks called Jungle Cruise. The same way that there is a ride at Disney parks called Pirates of the Caribbean. The same way that there's a ride or an attraction at Disney parks called the Haunted Mansion. And ever since Pirates of the Caribbean became a, a, 
like a nonsensical hit. Like nobody still understands why that made sense. We made a movie made on a Disney have been trying to replicate this formula. So the Haunted Mansion, they tried that with Eddie Murphy, didn't quite work. Then, and this is the latest try, uh, attempt to turn a ride into a film or into a franchise. So much so that on Disney Plus, there's a category of movies based on a ride. Wow. <laughs> and you can go through that and you can see all the attempts that Disney have done to get you to spend more money at their parks by go- by doing something on a ride. It's still better than what Warner Brothers did with Space Jam. It's still not as bold-faced, but it's still a bit cynical. And, okay, so that is the, the basic idea of the film and we go forward from there. Now, th- this is one of these films that, I don't know, it's kind of like, uh, I think as you grow older your tastes change somewhat yes. and there's things that you start spotting that, that that start bothering you that didn't used to bother you uh i'm not <laughs> sure i'm not sure if that, that that was the case with you guys well when it came to like film or anything yep <laughs> and, and, it absolutely and, does <laughs> yeah and, and this is a film this is a film like i mean sharon you, you explained it perfectly you, you gave the synopsis perfectly it's a film that i was looking at and i could once i saw when it when it was set and i was like we're going to go to the amazon and i I ori- immediately I had tro- had problems. I had problems with this film. Yes. <laughs> immediately yes. I had problems with this film because there is this whole thing where essentially you have it, it's it's just so colonial. It's that's the thing. It's just so colonial. There's a whole bunch of white English people going to the Amazon uh, to go get something from the Amazon for the benefit of a whole bunch of white English people and all the people who were originally there and all the people who were originally who were originally there on the land, who've looked after the land, who have, have, have nurtured this flower, nurtured all these legends, are a footnote in this film because the white people have something to do. And it's and this might be me thinking way way too deeply about a Disney film that is based on a ride. <laughs> it might be me feeling way too deeply. But from the word go, I was like, Ugh. okay, if you made this film in the 50s, I will probably, like, if I watch The African Queen now, I'll probably have issues with it, but I'll be like, oh, that was then. But if it's be- because it's been made in, t- in today's day and age, I'm like, you need to in some way address this. You need to in some way give the indigenous people some sort of thing and um but instead what we get is a rollicking adventure it's good in some places filled with terrible jokes from the rock which are acknowledged to be terrible they're known to be terrible but it has a sense of spectacle and a sense of wonder that you you haven't really seen like you know since like you know an indiana jones film and i'll uh, another film i'll throw into the mix is the mummy this film borrows a yes, lot from the mummy, from the oh, Brendan yes, Fraser. Whitehall's character is just John Hanna, isn't it? His John Hanna with twenty years on him. Yeah. It's is it's very, but he's very kind of like you know. Oh yes, uh, I have my dinner suit, and oh, it's time for tea. Where can I find tea in the middle of the Amazon? He's very much like that, and it's so yeah. Right, um, so can I just ask something. Yes, um, go ahead. What's the youngest age you think you could take to see this? I mean, is there any scary bits? But who? What oh, those tiny is? children, and when I saw it, there were like four, five-year-olds yeah, in it. I'm pretty, oh, sure right, a, okay. I'm pretty sure it's a PG. I'm pretty right. sure it's a PG. Oh, I took my niece, who's 14, but she's autistic, and so she could be sensitive to things that you wouldn't expect. She was fine with right. it. She okay. was fine. Cool. Yeah, cool. so, I mean, there's there's bits where you have, like, this is the parts of the Caribbean thing where you have like you know cursed soldiers and one of them mm. is made of snakes and one of them is made of bees and one of them is made of trees and all that kind of stuff and you have you have that so 
Anyway, that that that's my rant. That was my rant about the film, and it colored my entire enjoyment slash appreciation slash watching thing of this film. Sharon, what what did you think about it? If you're going to yeah, I must. I was distracted as well by the fact that it was set during 1916. I thought there's not there's enough going on at that time that why would you clear off a, you know, to the Amazon and in, in pursuit of a, of a legend? I mean, I'd rather you spent your time researching modern medicine so that you could have mm. the people on the top and it had like scenes of soldiers like and see you off on the front boys and you think this is 1916 this is set in you know the year of the Somme <laughs> and it's like cheerio have a nice time at the front I just to me that was in a different tone but to me I thought that is just the wrong tone to set for any film set during 1916 yeah. so, so this is two years into the war for most people in Britain and it was the Isle of Wight had lost a thousand men by that point in the war. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So I find that horribly distracting. If they set it like 1914 and used, I would have been as, as, as uncomfortable about some of the colonial aspects, but I wouldn't have been as distracted by the fact that why would you choose that particular period, you know, just to say, oh, yeah, we're going to go off the rainforest. We're going to ignore the fact that 500,000 people are dying this year and we're going to go and clear off so i found that really distracting but going back to the actual content of the film yeah i think like with the parts of the caribbean things yes yeah, it's, it's loud it's brash but it's too darn long <laughs> it's two and a half hours long and it's like no one wants to sit on a disney ride two, two and, and a half, half hours? hours long you see you see i didn't notice it was two and a half hours long i didn't look at my watch but i did notice that it was dragging and i did think you could cut, you could get rid of this. You could cut that up. Yeah. You could get there quicker. Because I think we, I think all of the Caribbean films, the pirates films, should have been at least an hour shorter than they were. Yeah. And to me, I could have cut off at least half an hour or more, and it probably would have been the same plot. Yeah. So, I found it uh, too uh, long. But yeah, uh, the, 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 the character it was it was entertaining enough. I mean, yeah, my my nephew didn't love it because he's he's sort of a bit older and he was a bit like, yeah, it's not as good as this, isn't this? But my niece liked it. I sort of think so. If you don't go into it overthinking it, I think you'll probably yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. But to me, it was too darn long. There were too many bits in it that I was distracted by, rather than it adding to the story. And some of the things at the end, when they were presenting their findings, and some of the scenes, I just found it a little bit. To me, it just didn't work. Yeah. In terms of that society and what what was happening in that society at that time. And again, when you were saying about the the depiction of like indigenous peoples, they were they used every stereotype in the book. I think. Yeah. I think someone had drawn a picture. This is what you think someone from the rainforest yeah. looks like. Yeah. And then they just yeah, they I, just I, threw I, it all in there. I, I, that is that is the thing where I start thinking. I've never been on Jungle Cruise the ride or anything like that, but essentially it is very much a sort of white man's view of the way the rest of the world is and also there's this whole thing about the rest of the world is our playground for us to do anyway i'm i'm, I'm getting <laughs> i'm getting deep into this thing again yeah. but i think tone deaf and i mean all that but if you can put that to the side because i understand that not everybody's going to watch this film i'm going to say and see crimes of yesteryear no everyone's going to see that i would give it a three out of five but yeah but i would yeah. give it a three and i would think you know again if you weren't as as interested in that period of history, you may not have seen the date and gone, "Whoa, that's an interesting period to set that that film in." It mm. might have been less. I might have been less distracted by it. 
Um, but the fact that they chose that year, I just thought, nah, that is just the wrong year to pick um, to dress your entertainment on. Yeah. Well, but um, but any get yeah, I, I could go on as you can imagine, but I will stop. Yeah, so we, <laughs> because because we have other things to talk about. Yeah, and, so yeah I would uh, give it a three two. I would yeah. say it's a three. And, and I don't think um, I don't think that. Let me just put it this way: I don't think that this is the last form that I'm going to be having that kind of whinge about or that kind <laughs> of moan about. Maybe okay. So anyway, we're going to move over to Netflix now. Let let Sean let Sean stop stop from us moaning and whinging because Sean didn't see it, so jo- Sean can't join in in the moan. <laughs> because if Sean had seen, I'm sure he would have told us about, like, you know, how that pith helmet was the wrong one for the night. <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, sure he would have told us that. Yeah. Possibly. But anyway, so we will go over to Netflix, and this is what Sean saw. Sean, you saw Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. The Mafia. Yeah. Little bit about the, little okay. Bit about yeah. So this is a little bit about a mini series. And I mean, New York during the 70s and, and 80s, uh, New York was a pretty damn scary place to be. Really, really was a scary place to be. Um, and I, I mean, I remember my first time in New York and it was scary and I had to be really, really careful and I had to watch myself and there was a lot of, lot of stuff going on. But anyway, that was, that was the other stuff. This is the basic story about the mafia. There's like five families, the five families, Gam- Gambese, Genovese, and, and it was, they were practically running the city. They had the city uh, sewn up. And um, actually, there was a really good film called The a Most Violent Year, The Most Violent Year, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I reviewed. With anyway. um, Oscar Isaac, Jessica Chastain. Oscar Isaac, yeah. J.C. So, yeah. But I mean, that wasn't Mafia. But this is this is Mafia, actually. It's the five families. And then they decided, the FBI and everyone else decided that they would, you know, they'd have to combat this because it was just getting stupid. They had all the unions in their pockets. So there were strikes all the time. There were... You know, well, they were is, making is loads this, of money. Is this a documentary or is it like a fictional thing? No, it's like, a documentary. So, okay, documentary, yeah, cool. So, yeah. So, basically, it's the story of the FBI. They're bugging the places. They're trying to catch people. They show the organization. So, like, who's in charge? And they never, they can never get the person who's in charge. It's always the underlings and, and everything like that. And and they managed, that, they managed to get this one meeting where all the heads of the family met at this one place. They managed to get it. And gradually and slowly but surely it, um you know they they obviously get a few few of the underlings and whatever and so this is really good because you've got well not really good but because you've got you've got some of the old what we call you know you know like the sold the foot soldiers i suppose the ones that yeah. do the the heavy and the protection and all that so you've got a couple of these old boys saying oh yeah well i was a, i was a wise guy you know and like <laughs> you got that and i used to do this and we used to do this and and then they've got the FBI people and they've got the politicians and, and what have you. Um, and it's all intersped with with old film footage and, and lots of lots of photographs of all the different characters, all the different people involved, uh, all the surveillance shots, everything. And uh, but yeah, so it's basically the story. And it was quite good. I quite like, because I mean, I like that era, you know, I mean, it's like like an era that I'm, I, I can relate to, I guess. So the first, first episode was really good. That was sort of setting it all up. Um, the second one was a little, a little bit more in depth, and, and uh, some of the, the the buggins how they got into the place, how you know they wanted to do this, so they pretended like the cable company was down, they cut the cat, so how they infiltrated and, and did the things. But the last episode, I would say was, well, it was just like um, R- Rudy Giuliani, is it the the mayor? Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. was just like a, it was just like. A, a platform for oh look what he's done how good how good was this you know it was and it became a bit 
especially especially bearing in mind that Rudy Giuliani is most popularly known now for being Donald Trump's lawyer yeah. who went around after the election spouting things that made it look like he'd forgotten his meds and 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 having his hair dye running down his face in the middle of a of a press conference <laughs> yeah. yeah and but i mean he was like he started off as like a prosecutor and obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he, became, like, he became yeah. he became new york mayor and he he's That's he it. is he is um uh credited with cleaning new york up a lot yeah yeah mm. so so this was this was um it wasn't uh, it was interesting but it wasn't i think it could have been been made a lot a lot more a lot more interesting than what it was i mean it was mm. good it, it, I, I watched it and and uh, for me the best part of this was the old footage of like pictures of new york pictures of the bosses Rather than the the, the FBI and, the, uh, and I like the wise I like the guys that were the underlings of you know their interview because they were like all right you know you could see yeah I could, you know they're sort of fairly big they're old now obviously a lot older and they've probably been to prison and they've come out and you know they got all the old tats and all that and they're going yeah I was a wise guy and like <laughs> yeah I used to get like. Right. It's right. like it, yeah. it's, it's kind of like you know because I've seen I've seen some of these as documentaries that they they look almost like you know Ray Li, Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta in, yeah, in, Goodfellas. in Goodfellas. Yeah, they're yeah, like they're like the yeah. real life Ray Liotta yeah. in Goodfellas. Yeah. So so yeah, Henry so, Hill. Yeah, the real life Henry Hill. Yeah. I mean, I think I could probably stretch this to a three. I wouldn't say it was was uh, it, it was good. The last series, I didn't I didn't like the last the last uh, episode. episode yeah i didn't like the last episode much i've got a bit i started to get a little bit uh, got a little bit worn down you know i guess it's a bit like they could have put it into two episodes they could have put the whole thing into. oh two yeah, 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 yeah yeah so and then it then it probably would have would have been okay so on the whole i'm going to give this um a three star three stars yeah. so three stars for fear city new york West, the mafia yeah i had i had higher hopes for that because it's a netflix documentary and Say what you want. I know, Sean, and you have said a lot about Netflix's um, original movies. Mm. They do get their documentaries right. Yeah, like, they like, generally do. Yeah, yeah the, the Netflix documentaries, they do get those right. Uh, all right, cool. So now we go back to cinema, and this is we have The Boys from County Hell, yeah. which is a film that Sharon, I mean, I, I saw on Facebook that you put a picture of you in the cinema alone. Yeah, and, and you were like, not scary at all, watching an Irish vampire movie on my own. So I guess that tells us a little bit about what this is about. But go ahead, tell us what was the boys? Yeah, that was about? basically the setup for the whole film. I turned up at a nine o'clock screening, and obviously the film didn't start till about half past nine, and I was literally the only one in there. And I've worked out it was a cinema that would seat two hundred and fifty people quite comfortably. So it was, it was, oh, was just, it one of the biggies. One that it was in, yeah, one of the bigger ones. It was just me in there. And um, they do this one thing that I have to say just made me laugh at the time was at Cineworld on the island, just to make sure you're not recording the films or doing anything dodgy. The staff do come in and check every now and then. You hear the door open and they walk up to the end and they sort of have a look about. Yeah. And they did that once at the beginning of the film. And then about four times, literally about three or four times during the film, I could hear the door open. I'd hear the... (laughs) And then no one would appear. (laughs) So I'd look across to see you know, if it's a member of staff there looking around, but no one would come. <laughs> so I think, are you trying to freak me out on purpose? <laughs> because I'll be like, who's coming in? There's yeah, no I, one I think, coming in. <laughs> I think the guys, the guys who've made the film have paid everybody at every single cinema to do that. To do that, just to go, 
And so, yeah, I had that as a sensory, it's like, you know, sort of like fear of vision. I had this extra yeah. sensory experience. But anyway, the film is basically set in Northern Ireland. It is, there's a town called Five, Mil, Five Mile Road, or Five Mile Hill, sorry. And it's one claim to fame is that sometime in the 19th century, Bram Stoker stayed one night in the local pub. Ooh. And he was told a legend that in a field nearby, there is a cairn of stones under which is buried this deep, this, this ancient evil entity that can suck the blood out of someone by just by being close to them. And that if you stand too close to this cairn, you can hear the noise of this unquiet thing underneath the ground. And that if you spill any blood near it, it will drain the blood from you. So, and this cairn is about to be demolished because they're making way for a new bypass around, to, instead of going up and over the hill, to go round the hill yep. and through this field. So um, this team of construction people are going in there to clear the field and to clear the lane ready for the bypass to go through. And this cairn is knocked down and then unquiet things start stirring. And then we have a lot of, um, a screaming, running, and bloodshed then follows. All right, so, cool. So, so uh, what did you think about it? Uh, um, extra sensory additions notwithstanding. Yeah, I thought it was actually quite a good film. It was, I found it quite entertaining. They had lots of humour in it, and a typical Irish way. So there's one scene I thought was particularly, to me, I used to tell my humour, I found this particularly funny, was um, you have like this Northern Irish guy who's like a builder, who's like a bit of a... And one of his friends has experienced this sort of devastating loss, which I won't tell you about, and he's sort of sobbing on a chair, and everyone is going like, go on, go on, go on. And he sort of approaches him like with this stiff hand, he's like, you're all right, pal, you're all right, pal. And he just like <laughs> whacks him on the back. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, yeah. But you can't bring himself to hug him or anything. <laughs> and to me, it just—they got the spirit of that, like those sort of North Irish people, yeah. spot on. Yeah. If you're gonna throw a vampire into this sort of Northern Ireland community, yeah, they got the humour right, and they would—they yeah, reacted the way I, all the, the, the Irish people I've met, I think, yeah, that is the way <laughs> I think they would react if you suddenly said there's a vampire loose. This is what they would do. There's a few stereotypes about the whole typical sort of drunken Irishman and everyone lives down the pub but I thought they did it they handled it well with a knowing look they know their own culture and it was made you know in that setting for someone who's obviously from that community it had some interesting nods to horror films it had I recognized nods from uh, American Werewolf in London and there's one scene in particular where it's like he's even wearing a blue coat it's like you are this is American Werewolf in London there was a scene I thought was Wicker Man there's another one I thought was from out of Salem's Lot. There were nods to, I think, the man who made this film probably grew up watching films from the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. There were, there were nods and references. And if you knew film, probably horror film better than I did, you would probably spot an awful lot of references in there or Easter eggs to horror films. So I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was funny. I thought it was creepy. I thought they used their budget really well, that you didn't see the this evil entity too closely for 99% of the film so they didn't waste their budget on you know makeup and prosthetics and special effects they like yeah. saved the sort of scares to the end and most of it was just like that creeping people out which you know I was already halfway, halfway creeped out before the film even started so yeah I, I enjoyed it I thought it was yeah fun it had scare in the right places it had enough nods to the genre 
um, recognise the cliches, but also try to set its own rules and set its own sort of, you know, um, understanding of what this, the, what their creature was and how it worked. And, and what so, they had to do about it. Yeah, so I thought it worked well in that. It, it wasn't completely derivative. It did its own, it took a story and then it went, yeah, we're going to do our own thing with this. And it, it went Irish with it. I like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Like. So how many stars would you give it? So I would give it a four. I think it was um, better than average. It was better than I was expecting it to be. And yeah, I thought it was entertaining and it deserved probably more more of an audience than, than just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I, think, I, I like it when you have sort of like, you know how we were talking, I think a couple of weeks ago about um, Kingdom, Ashen of the North. Yes. And how when you have like the Koreans, they take something and they go, well, we're going to put our own fantasy zombie thing on it. And I love that. And I think what you, you, you tend to have this with Irish stuff as well, like whether it's Irish animation or taking like a big sort of almost Hollywood trope and then putting like an Irish spin on it. And I, I'm not going to lie, I quite, I quite like me some Irish spins on Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> it did Hollywood place tropes. itself in the north of Ireland as well. So it referenced a lot of the PSNI and it's the police service of Northern Ireland. And it, when, and it wasn't, yeah, they talked about mass, but, it, but again, they had the nods to its own history, nods to their culture. And so I, yeah, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. The only, a couple of niggles I thought, I couldn't see. Yeah, then my only minor niggle was when they were talking about building a bypass. You normally only build a bypass because the road is too, the traffic is too heavy for the local area. It's more convenient. <laughs> and from what I could see, I didn't see a single car go down through this village. No matter, whenever they shot pictures of the village, there wasn't a single car or van or anything going down. I thought, why are you building a bypass? There's no one on the road. Okay, you know, you know what I have decided? I have decided that people who make films need to hire us as script yeah. supervisors and go, hang on a second, what the heck? Sean will be like, that's the wrong buckle. Sharon will be like, where's the car? I'll be like, racism! <laughs> uh, you know, for any, any film that's doing it, we are, we are available for hire. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So we will... Um, we will we'll move on. Uh, oh, by the way, Sean, if you wanted to do a second picture quiz, um, we don't. Uh, I've paid for Zoom for this month, so it's not going to kick us off. Okay. So, yeah. All so right, you want okay. to do a section? Right. You, you, okay. What's well, up to you? It's up to you. Do you want me yeah, to you, go and you, put you, another one on? But yeah. it, it'd be so, totally easy. But we'll do it anyway, and we'll we'll let okay. Sharon go first because this is this this will be. T- all right. Okay. I'll do. Okay. That. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'll minutes. do. Right. You 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 get it up while I'm while I'm doing my next review. Okay. Cool. And for those of you listening to this, if you want to know what the heck, if you want to know what the heck that was all about, um, uh, watch us on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Netflix versus cinema. Now, Sean didn't have to go off to change that background, but hey, <laughs> Sean has left. He'll be back soon, I'm pretty sure. And I'm going to talk about um, the thing that I saw at home this week, which is a series on Netflix called Heist. Now, this is something that I actually quite like the idea of, and what it is, the whole idea behind this is that they take a real life heist and they go back through it and they interview the people who actually did the heist they find out look you know how did it go what did you do how was the planning and it's if imagine if you took a real life crime it's a documentary so you have talking heads and everything like that going on you have talking heads it's a documentary and um and uh 
it, sorry, but it's off yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> sorry, Sean, Sean just came back into the room. Sean just came back into the room. But I'm talking about Heist, Sean, which is on Netflix, and it's essentially oh. like it's it's a documentary, but it's uh, stories about real life heists. But imagine if you took a real life heist and you gave it like almost an Ocean's Eleven kind of treatment. So the storytelling in this is very, very good. All the interviews are directly to camera, and it covers three heists. Number one, where about $3 million got stolen in Las Vegas by a woman and um, her older lover who had her in some sort of voodoo sex magic. Yes, yes, I did I did actually just say that. And the second one was done in Miami. It was done in Miami by a whole bunch of Cuban-Americans who uh, stole a whole bunch of money, a whole bunch of money from... Uh, money counting place that had like zero security it's absolutely and the funny thing is like it's it, the good thing about this series is that what, what they say about you know truth being stranger than fiction you're kind of like seriously if you had put that in a film nobody would believe it people would think that this is way too far-fetched but this actually happened and this is the way in which it happened and then the third one is um it's all about the theft of some bourbon bourbon that in kentucky <laughs> yeah it, and it, it's about the theft of bourbon in kentucky it was called um, oh, pappy van winkle bourbon and it all disappears and it, they and they talk about how this bourbon is so valuable as like liquid gold and they interview all the different people and they bring all the and i think i love the storytelling in this because of the way they bring all these different people together bring all these different characters and you get to learn about the characters you get to learn about the different people about how the plan came together about how they did the heist and also because they are interviewing the people who did the heist it is no spoiler to say you also learn how they got caught <laughs> you also learn how they got oh. caught and usually usually it is not by well it, it is excellent police work but it's also stupidity <laughs> stupidity so the, i mean <laughs> and, 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 and this I, is this, I, I like yeah i like those <laughs> yeah, no, no, honestly, Sean, personally, I think you would love this series. I think you would love it. It's only six episodes so far. Each 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 heist is told over two episodes. So uh, each is so each is told over two hours, like you know, two episodes. And that some of the characters are like, you're like this. This cannot be real. This person cannot be real. Mm -hmm. my, I mean, the second the second heist in the in the series. My wife was watching it sort of over my shoulder, and she just sort of got drawn into it. And she was like, "I want to find out what happens. I want to find out what happens." And there's one character in it that has gotten us to the point where we say, "Oh, please, for goodness' sake, don't do a Jeffrey," because <laughs> there's a character called Jeffrey in it. And you're just kind of like, "Oh my god, this guy." If you had this kind of character in your life, you would just there's no there's no hope for you if you had a Jeffrey in your life. We don't want a Jeffrey in our lives. So yeah, I think it's really really good. I think the storytelling is so well done. I think they they I think it's it's a documentary, but it's done from a very very filmic point of view. It's almost sort of quite stylized, and I think that the people who've made it they've done they to to get some of these people to say the stuff that they say on camera and to be the way that they do on camera, the documentary makers have done a brilliant job. They've done, they've done an absolutely brilliant job. Um, so much so that you wonder whether the people you're watching are actually real. And in one case, in one case, you might have a good reason to think that, but, but you're, you're, it's like, is this actually real? This has actually happened. But yeah, all these, these three heists happened. And it's uh, the, about the only thing I would say is that one of the heists is not really a heist. It's kind of like the equivalent of somebody taking pens from their workplace and taking them home. 
it just so happens oh, that these, right. okay. yeah, yeah it, it's, 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 that's what it's like. like if you worked in a place that had pens and office supplies you take one oh I took a posted posted note home that's kind of how this comes it just so happened that the things that they were taking out cost millions of dollars <laughs> but the, the guys who got caught were like well everyone was doing it and that one actually has a particular twist at the end that is it is so like cinematic you're like i cannot believe this actually happened so um yeah heist i would give it a four out of five and i would recommend that you go see it so sean i reckon that you would cool. really really like it cool and now we go to cinema and we go for a final film in cinema and this is Stillwater. Stillwater, yeah. Uh, yeah, a film that has been known because people keep saw the poster for it and keep confusing Matt Damon on the poster with Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> because of the goatee and the baseball hat. But Sean, tell us, what is Stillwater all about? Okay, basically, it's this um, uh, uh, this, this Oklahoma oil oil rig person that works on oil rigs and is is sort of a strange daughter. He's got a, he comes in at dad daughter again, doesn't it? His daughter who's sort of estranged is she's been she's she's in prison for a murder she's in prison for a murder so he he goes over to visit his um, so that she's in prison and murder for a murder in france in france yeah 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 so in marseille in france so um so basically he he goes over to visit the the money he's got to, i'm assuming it would be the gra- well, it's the grandmother of the daughter. I'm assuming it pro- would probably be his mother-in-law that, that that sort of gives them the money so he can go over. And he goes over and he visits and he goes in there. And then she says, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm innocent. This is." And she she sort of writes a note, and he says, "Oh, I take it to the lawyer." Well, the lawyer's not interested, and so, so he decides that he's he tells his daughter, "Oh, you know, what what do you know?" And he he, he decides that he's going to try and find this person that supposedly had killed. The, the the girlfriend of his daughter I'm getting confused now anyway basically yeah, so he yeah, goes yeah. to prison and he's uh, and he's there and he happens to meet a, a French lady and she's got a daughter and he tries he says do oh, I need a, someone to help me translate because I'm going to go and see these people that were at this party and he catches the eye of of the the person his daughter spoken about so that gets him in a little bit of trouble because he, he he's a typical Oklahoma American redneck um, person that's trying to because the lawyers aren't interested he's trying to crack the case on his own so he, he gets yeah. a job as like a construction worker and lives in this basement and he decides to well take the law into his own hands should we say um, I won't say any more on that because that's 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 a bit of spoilers but the film itself this now this is I think it's a Matt Damon masterpiece. This is the oh, best, good. best I have ever seen Matt Damon act. He was totally, totally convincing as an American redneck. Absolutely blew me away. It did really. I thought Matt Damon because Matt Damon <laughs> can be a little bit hot or cold, and Matt Damon. But Matt this, Damon. Matt Damon. He is class. He is absolutely brilliantly well acted and. Yeah, so basically, he's a, he's a little bit thuggish, you know. He's 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 not that intelligent. He obviously was a high school dropout, and he's he's well built. He's got the typical American baseball cap, um, and yeah, he goes around. He, he he can get a bit feisty, and but but he's always always polite to everybody. It doesn't matter. A mom, he calls him mom, sir, all, all this sort of thing. But he's he's very very 
shall we say, just sort of quite narrow, narrow vision. So yeah. and and says things like it is. Doesn't mean to be. Obviously, strikes up a really, really good relationship with the the daughter the, of of this girl. Then and, and it's starting to form. Actually, they, they they get together and they get on really well. But then he does something where he takes it all into his own hands. And yeah, it's 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 a bit of a compromising position because he takes takes. The, the the woman's daughter out and then obviously see something and yeah 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 it's just because, it's just because, terrifically yeah terrifically because because, it, it, because his, his main thing is i've got to i've got to save my daughter yeah everything, so everything if, else will be damned yeah i mean so let's just say you see someone you're you're, you're somewhere and you see someone that that you think uh, but you've you, you've got someone else's child with you yeah who do you know what 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 is going to be your first preference but because yeah. he's the way he is yeah it's not, yeah, and no, uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. This yeah. was this is right, probably cool. as good as good as um as leave no, no trace, I think. Ooh, ooh. So you know, the yeah, thing, the yeah, pro- really, no. really, I really was so impressed with this. I probably would need to go and see it again. Okay, so the thing with this, and obviously it's not a cinema near me, but anyway, the the thing with this is that my Damon has been complaining, saying that they the way they've the way they have um marketed this film, they've made it seem like it's Taken Seven. Like you know, American oh, guy right, goes yeah. over to France and like is trying to find out what's happened to his daughter and is going to go out of vengeance. Uh, but but from mm. what you're saying, it doesn't sound like that. No, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. So not like it's, Taken, it's not far, like Death Wish. It's, it's far superior to Taken. <laughs> far far superior to Taken. Absolutely. My, um, I've only seen clips of it, Sean. So I haven't seen it yet. My only reservation was. Um, is it sort of using any like real life cases? Because there's obviously the well-known case of like Meredith Kircher in Italy and yeah. um, Amanda Knox, and I was I a bit Amanda concerned Knox, about using like I, an American, you know, I they think, believe is wrongly convicted, but does the evidence suggest that? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, don't want to go I into think, that case, but are there are there parallels between that and this? I mean, I don't really know enough about the, the Knox case apart from what you know. I don't know that in depth, but I know that yeah. So may, maybe along that, maybe they were trying to be. I did think perhaps there might have been something in that, you know, the because so but in fact there's probably quite a lot now I think about it. There probably is more so as I'm thinking towards the end and what happens and how things go on. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It could be. I didn't I didn't equate that at the time, but now you've mentioned it, I can see where you're coming from there. But nevertheless, it is a terrifically acted film. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Cool. How many stars did you give it? I'll give it a four. Solid, Ooh. solid, high four. Definitely. Solid four, four. In, in in my younger days, I would have given it a super five, but um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm that's being a bit exaggerated. Yeah. But no, yes, yeah, four, definitely, definitely oh. high four. All right, all right. It all comes down to this. It all comes down to this. The final um, film. This is the dry, and I'm actually I don't even know if this is a film or a TV series. Uh, the dry, Sharon, you saw this at home on Sky Cinema. Tell us what is the dry about. Dry is a film, it's a film set in modern day Australia where um, the dry refers to, this is a part of Australia where they haven't had rain in this particular part of it for well over a year. They've been counting the days and it was like in the 300 and something days since they last had rain. And so that does something to a community where this constant dry, 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 um, it just exhausts people. And into this scene, we have this, there's been a murder where a a man, a seemingly, I say seemingly, 
um, has shot his wife and his son and then shot himself, leaving his infant daughter alone in the house with, with all the bodies. And then someone comes along and finds this murder scene and a friend of the family, who, who a boyhood friend of the family, who happens to be like a, a, a police officer in the, the big city, um, comes back to go to the funeral and it starts to resurrect memories of a mystery that happened in the past where the, there were four of them who were teenagers together and mysteriously one of the, their four of their this close group seemingly killed herself mm. in, a, in an accident or in a, um, a, a fit of sort of teenage angst when he was a teen and he was blamed for her murder or contributing to her death even though everyone else decided it was suicide but rumours followed him and he ended up leaving his hometown. And this is the first time he's been back since that death. And these two deaths, the, the teenage girl in his past and his, his, what was his best friend now in seemingly this sort of murder-suicide situation has basically brought him back to his hometown. And there's some things that he just doesn't feel, just aren't right. So he starts digging into this current mystery and the mystery of the, of the past to see if the two are connected other than by him. He is like the common denominator. Yep. He is looking to see, you know, what really has gone on in this sort of part of Australia that is, again, it's, yeah, you sort of, it's, it's one of those places where you, you you feel its history sort of lending itself to this sort of, this quite sort of bleak open landscape where, um, where they have these sort of water holes and you don't know quite um, what's going on there? There's sort of something, you know, ancient about the, the landscape. So, so, is it a little bit? Is it a little bit like an Australian take on Scandi Noir? Yes, a little bit. But instead of sort of like those dark, those long, long winter evenings, it's like this baking heat that ah. sort, of, that sort of like bleaches everything white and and exposes everything as well. So it's like the heat does strange things to people, and the, the lack of rain has done something to this community. And it's a bit of it's one of those, again, I think I've, like we've used this a lot today, haven't we? These sort of films set in particular low landscapes, have they have their own stereotype. And, you know, in the Australian outback, the stereotype is the man wearing a vest in a truck with a row <laughs> shorts and boots and with a, with a sort of a, an Australian version of a cowboy hat on. Um, sort of hard drinking, hard living, and a misogynist at heart. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, the yeah. men in the bar and the women you stay out mm. of the way and misogynist it, and obviously my, my word of the day racist yes <laughs> yeah there, but there's no i'm trying to think if there are any references into this to sort of the indigenous peoples of australia but there aren't which is unusual for an australian film but but not if that's not the story they're telling you know yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. the story yeah. is about yeah this sort of one man who is linked by these two tragedies and trying to solve it and it's played by eric banner um, there's a few other character actors that you'd recognise in it, but no one, no names you'd go, oh yeah, they're in it. Um, so yes, it was. The, does Hugo film. Weaving show up as a police officer? No, okay. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> okay, cool. Because apparently Sam Neill keeps it. it once sent sent Hugo Weaving a message saying, "Hugo, you need to stop playing police officers. You keep showing up as a police officer in all, in all these things." But anyway, sorry, carry, yeah, sorry, carry on. Yes, so it was an it's, it's, it's a yes, it was a, it was like an Australian burning a hot um Scandinoir. <laughs> yeah, so there yeah. must be a term for that. We'll we'll coin a term for that. Um for this, I, I don't know, oceanic noir or something. O Aussie noir? 
yeah. I've got a feeling. I got a feeling. I actually started to watch this. It is based on I a did, book, a best-selling book as well. Yeah, I, I think I started to watch this actually. Now you say Anik Banner, and it was, but I, something happened, and I didn't. I, I ended up not watching it. So no, that that doesn't yeah. bode well. So I can't <laughs> tell you anything about the ending because it will give it away basically. But he does successfully solve the mystery, both of them, and I won't tell you if they're connected or not. Um, All right. He does get to the bottom of it, so it's it is as a it's just as a who done it and why done it. And how many stars? I think it's. I'd give it a three. I think it was good. It was well made. It was all com- it was all competently done, um, but they didn't just sort of didn't sort of pop for me. But it was entertaining. It was good. I watched it with my brother, and we both were speculating all the way through, thinking, "Oh, I think they did it, and I think they did it for this reason." <laughs> and we both had different theories for who actually did what uh, in both sort of these sort of crime sort of stories back and forth. And we were going, oh, I think they did it because look at that thing. And we found basically motive opportunity and all the rest of it for everyone in the film. Um, and so, yeah, it was entertaining, but it well, that was as well constructed hot. then in that case. It was well constructed, yeah. So well, I would definitely give it a solid three and um, even a high three. But yeah, not quite pop, you know, not quite that spark to give it a four. Right, and so we're okay. So we have a three for the dry. Now, I almost I might I might have to bite my tongue just beforehand, just before we actually got to the final round. I might have because up uh, two thirds of the way through this, two thirds of the way through this, it was a dead heat. <laughs> it was a dead heat before this final round of movies it was an absolute dead heat where we had both cinema and netflix had a three and a four each and it all came down to the final round i was going to say that but i did not want i did not want to influence either <laughs> review one way or another so how do you guys think it went this week i think cinema pipped it just pipped it yeah By one cinema just pipped star. it yeah, yeah, you are correct. You are correct. If we look at that, oh, actually, we could just look at it that way. Combined, combined, how many stars they got? So there's eleven stars for cinema, and there's ten stars for <laughs> ten stars for Netflix. That might that was close. Cool it's close. It that's was a, close. That's pretty good because we've had. I think we had a week where cinema was fairly, fairly well represented, and then a week where Netflix. Yeah, wiped the floor. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. certainly, big time. <laughs> And this week's like getting a bit closer. So, as this, as we're going to the pictures more and more, and as we, it seems like it's sort of becoming well, a bit more of a competition again, doesn't it? Certainly it? feels well, like cinema is picking up its its end of the yeah. deal a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the quality does seem to be going up, but I still also think that the like the fact that there's not that many big things out there means that something like Boys from County Hell can come out. Okay. Yes. And and, and yeah. have and have one person on the Isle of Wight watch it. <laughs> <laughs> one person. I, I, actually, I wouldn't mind seeing it. When I looked at that, I was quite intrigued. So if it's still on, I might. I mean, I mean, I might. I might try and grab it. Yeah. It, I just. Sometimes. It was one of those things. You know how you look through the times and the listings, yeah. and I went on the Saturday yeah. night because you know how you work out. It's like okay, no, that's church the next day. No, that's work the next day. That's work. That's work. That's the show. That's so. It eliminates yeah. how your availability to basically it it's like does, I've got yeah. to go tonight or I don't see it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean right. I saw. Yeah, um, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. No, I was, and I was right. just going to say one final thing to say that now. Um, we love interaction on this show. We love interaction on this show so much so that we give shoutouts every now and then. And sometimes we give the shoutouts. We don't. We don't tell people they've done this. We've done the shoutouts because we want to see if they listen. So much. And my um, cousin Taiwo 
who um, he's the one who got in touch to talk about um, who listens to us on the tube when he's going to work and all that. He got back in touch, but he got back in touch in a very Nigerian way. He didn't get in touch with me. He got in touch with my wife, Claudia, with a message saying, I want to report your husband to you because this is the kind of thing that used to happen. <laughs> when, we were kids, when we were kids, people would go and report you to your parents. And he said, seeing as, you don't live, seeing as he doesn't live with his parents, I can't report him to his parents, but I can report him to you. How dare he think I don't listen to every episode? So apparently... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so Taiwa, I've put this right at the end to see whether you find this one. But yes, okay, cool, cool fine. That's me told. We have a loyal listener. Thank you very much, Taiwa. O'Shea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, do you hear that? Do you hear that, Taiwo? Do you hear that? You hear that? Look what we're doing here. Sharon just spoke Yoruba. <laughs> okay. And um and uh she oh, she even used it properly as well. I, uh, Sharon, you, you don't know how right you were. I will explain it at the point. <laughs> Because there's a whole thing about what, if, you, if someone is older than you, you use one word. And if someone is younger than you, you use another word. You don't know how right you were. But oh. uh, So and also, we want to invite you to come and connect with us. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Find us on um, Instagram. Get in touch with us. Tell us if you think we are talking absolute nonsense and speaking out of our bums for the things that we have spoken about here for reviews. Tell us what you know. And also, if you like us, leave a review on iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from, or oh, Facebook, whatever. But... I think that is everything, unless, Sean, you had something else to say. Um, no, I don't think I have, actually. I don't All right. Think so. All right, cool. So, yeah. So uh, until next week when we will let Sean talk about Free Guy, and I think there was Killer Man as well, which is still somewhere in the back. Oh, yeah, that was Netflix one. Yeah, that's the yeah. Netflix one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll save that then. So the thing is, the trouble is, I should write down what I watch. I should <laughs> write down what I watch because I do see stuff, and then I totally forget. So the only <laughs> stuff I really remember is the stuff i like <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, but but that's 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 not bad that's oh, yeah. that's not bad of going about it. the amount of stuff you see but also also i'll tell you what that my the viewing history when i figured out how to find my viewing history on netflix it was very very helpful because i was like yeah. what did i see oh, oh yeah, right, yeah i did see that that yeah. was rubbish but it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way of finding out who's using your account because every now and then it says because you watch this you might like this i think i don't remember watching that <laughs> that's why you got to set up different profiles sharon i do i have different... one for each member of the family have got their own but every now and then they use mine I yeah think, because why am i getting these weird recommendations yeah because after a while i started getting recommended way too much kids tv <laughs> because my nephews and nieces were using it <laughs> i was like there is your account stay off mine <laughs> all right until next week where we shall go watch free guy go do something come back review some films in cinema and at home it is a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening all the way to now. Bye.